and welcome to Series 4 of the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcast. It's now two years since the first ever podcast went out and we've covered many issues, interviewed patients, families, nurses, surgeons, oncologists, researchers, dietitians, charity workers and fundraisers, all sharing their experiences, knowledge and wisdom. This series opens with special episodes for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. This year we are focusing on palliative and end-of-life care, which holds some special challenges given the current survival rates for the disease. We have a lineup of wonderful people for the months to come. We are pleased that this year the podcast will be in support of all four pancreatic cancer charities, Pancreatic Cancer UK, Pancreatic Cancer Action, Pancreatic Cancer Research Fund and the Elizabeth Coatman Fund. If you listen to the podcast, please subscribe, share and help others understand more about this disease, its impact, the current survival rates and the hope for change in the future. The Purple Rainbow podcast is made in memory of Seth Goodburn and it's a part of Seth's legacy. Welcome to this month's episode of Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts. It is December and this episode is coming out before Christmas and it definitely has a festive feel to it, but it also has a kind of a wintry feel, I think, as well. So this episode is all about some of the different ways that people are raising awareness of pancreatic cancer but in ways you wouldn't necessarily expect because they all involve craft. First up, we're going to hear from Dr. Claire Hoskins. Now, the name might ring a bell because we did speak to her a couple of years ago. She has now changed role. She is a reader now at the University of Strathclyde and we spoke to her about her research work, but today, something completely different. I'll let Claire explain because she's far better at it than I am. So this is an amalgamation of science, outreach, awareness raising and uh, quilts. Obviously quilts. <laughs> yep. So this is our Quilt for Cancer project, um, which is funded by the Royal Society of Chemistry. And we formed this project wanting to raise awareness of the chemistry that's going on within the UK and how that can be used in society. That's the motivation for the Royal Society of Chemistry. Um, But my motivation really was I saw this as an opportunity to amalgamate my research um, and my passion in pancreatic cancer research um, to raise awareness of actually the chemistries being used to try and develop future therapies to try and give hope to patients and their families, those people who have been affected by this cruel disease. Um, And whilst doing that, we're able to develop some practical solutions to people currently going through treatment, which is quilts. How do quilts fit into all of this, Claire? So we've asked um, chemistry researchers across the UK um, to provide simple diagrams representing their research, which we have then distributed um, via our Facebook page, um, Quilts for Cancer. And we're asking quilters across the nation if they wouldn't mind using these as design inspirations um, to form quilt blocks which can be formed into whole quilts or indeed just one pattern for a whole quilt and which will then be uh, exhibited and then distributed to patients going through chemotherapy. 
Oh, that's absolutely lovely. I love the whole concept of the because the, there's a lot of mindfulness involved in making a quilt, isn't there? And then and then the gift of something handmade is really, really special, isn't it? Is quilting something you're interested in as a hobby yourself? So I'm not an expert quilter, but um this project is alongside Kirsty, Dr. Kirsty Ross um, from Strathclyde. She's our outreach officer and she's an avid quilter. And my mum is also a good quilter. So I've been around this craft um, throughout my life, but I haven't picked up the skill set, shall we say. <laughs> it is difficult. I've tried it once and just went, no, I'm all right. Thank you very much. I can, I'll leave it to people that are good at it. So what are you hoping? I know you said it's about, it's about outreach. It's about spreading awareness. What are you hoping to achieve, you know, in general? So the end of the, when the end of this project arrives, what's your, what's your goal? So we're hoping to have uh, received a number of different quilts from people. And I think that they're going to look completely different because everyone stitches differently. Their materials will be different. But the main aim really was to spread hope of new technologies coming through. So when people download these quilt inspiration diagrams, there's a little description of what that's about. And also there's um, infographics on the signs and symptoms of pancreatic cancer. And so we're hoping to also spread awareness to these communities that may not actually know what pancreatic cancer is. Um, so it's kind of a dual arm thing, as well as forming these um, quilts. Have you had any back yet? So I drafted my mum in as the, um, <laughs> uh, the prototype. Test run, mum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she didn't get a say in that. And she has provided me with three so far. I think there's more on the go. And I've seen some images of people um, carry, um, they're making these at the minute. We've also got these online stitch along sessions, which Kirsty's running, so people can engage. They were once a week in Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, but now they've gone to once a month so they can not feel so isolated in their homes at the minute. They can stitch yeah. online with friendly faces and have a chat and talk about the project. Fabulous. And what response are you getting from people who are, who are stitching along and, or, or trying this out for the first time, sort of like getting involved in the project? We've had a great response. So just to say here as well, if people, we don't want any barriers if people want to be involved. So we can send out materials or labels if people get in contact via our Facebook page. And um, we've had people from all walks of lives. We've had uh, libraries contact us for material blocks to distribute out to people who are just taking out a quilting book. Um, we've had people from the university, people who have heard through the network. And we really just want to raise awareness of the project and hope that as many people can get involved as possible. We've really no idea how many quilts we'll get at the end, but the more the, the merrier. That's exciting, isn't it? When you release a project like this to the wild, for want of a better phrase, and then you just sit there and you're waiting and you see how it grows and you see how it develops. And, and it, sometimes it takes on a life of its own as well, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. So in June, we're hoping COVID dependent to hold two exhibitions of um, the quilts that have been made. So one in the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow and then one in the Royal Society of Chemistry headquarters in Burlington House in London. So people who have been involved in this project through any capacity, um, researchers, stitchers, um, yourself, Leslie, anyone raising awareness um, will be invited and they can come along and see the output of this before they're um, sterilised and um, distributed out to patients. And I just keep thinking about how beautiful a gift that is, because I know when members of the family have had children or whatever, they've been gifted sometimes a, a handmade quilted blanket. And it just, there's something about handmade as a gift. It just, it just feels that extra special because you can almost, you can feel the love that's involved in it, can't you? 
Yeah, that's right. So we're hoping that um, everyone who's been involved requests a label from us. And on the label on the back, you can write who you are. And um, so the person who's receiving it can see, put a name to a quilt. And hopefully that, yeah, these personal touches will make all the difference in these patients' lives. See, you, you're making me want me to get involved now. Seriously, I'm thinking I might have a go and see if I can get my quilting, get my quilting brain into gear. So people can still get involved, can they? Yeah, for sure. So we're um, open for donations until around June time. So, Gosh, so even if I start now, I've got a chance to get it done. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I mean, a lot of crafters I know are concentrating Christmas things at the minute. But um, after Christmas, um, if you're bored and able, please do. All the information on the Facebook page. Yep. So if you put into Facebook Quilts for Cancer, you'll find our page. You've, all the patterns should be there and um, contact details and um, some images of things that have already been put together. You mentioned that you'd got re- uh, people like researchers and that uh, to sort of give simple designs of what they are, what they're working on. What kind of th- designs have they come up with? Oh, totally diverse range of things. <laughs> My own one, I work on nanoparticle for drug delivery. So it's trying to visualize what a small round particle may look like. Other people have been working on making new drugs. So we've got some representative chemical structures, not too complex. Um, and we've got other people working with ultrasound technologies. So a real diverse range. And what we would say is if people look at these and think, oh gosh, that looks too complex, you have free reign. So we're not giving you any rules. If if the chemical structure is a bit off, that's fine. It, it's about design inspiration and not mock um, a replica of the designs. Excellent. That, that's given me a, a bit of hope that it will be okay. <laughs> yeah, I can just not quite go freestyle on it, but I can my own interpretation as well. Fabulous stuff. I will make sure that the um, the Facebook page goes on the show notes for the podcast in case people haven't quite got it. But Claire, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, hope You never know. Well, I'm going to get involved. Definitely I'm going to get involved, see, do my absolute best. Maybe some other people will get involved as well. And it'd be great to see some Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer podcast listeners quilts, wouldn't it? That'd be fabulous. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me back. And uh, yeah, I hope that um, we can produce some lovely quilts and I'll show you at the end. Thank you so much to Claire for taking the time to talk to us about the project Quilts for Cancer. I will put a link in the show notes so you can find the Facebook page. But if you want to search for it on Facebook, it is Quilts and then the number four and then Cancer. Quilts, the number four, Cancer. You should find it there. Now, next, we're going to talk to somebody who has been part of Team Purple Rainbow for quite a while and like anyone who's been involved in Purple Rainbow uh, didn't expect to be involved in Purple Rainbow. Ian Minchell is from Blackstar Ceramics. If you've ever been on the Purple Rainbow website or seen the Facebook page you will no doubt have seen some beautiful pottery that's for sale. Ian is the man behind it. Probably about three years ago, we had an email from Leslie um, and we do get sort of several emails of people maybe asking for donations or prizes and things like that. And we're such a small company that we, can own, we can't help everyone. But there was something about Leslie's email that really she just got us just at the right time. And her, the message that she was sending us and her story just really hit home. And I think we just found we had to help we had to uh, I think it was a yarn bowl we started off with um, so we made that for it to, to give away on I think it was one of the auctions or a raffle prize and yeah the, the, <laughs> we've then started a very long journey with it. 
Tell me about that journey. So it started off with one of your beautiful yarn bowls, which I covet quite a lot, I'll be <laughs> honest. And what happened? What happened next? So it, yeah, it started off with a with a yarn bowl, and then I think I'm sure we were um, in Edinburgh Castle, and my little message went off, and it was Leslie again going, "Have you got any of those money boxes?" So we started sort of. Um, being able to almost set her up as almost like a, a supplier. So we supply to shops at discount rates. And obviously with, with Leslie, the, the markup is, is all going to pancreatic cancer, um, which is obviously a really, really good cause. And to be able to, to help them raise some money has been, has been brilliant. So yeah, it was some piggy banks. And then I can't remember what else. There was maybe some Christmas decorations. And then it, it kind of grew and grew and grew. And the more we got to talk to her, um, the more we, we kind of got involved where she'd come to us going, oh, we've got this event going on. What, what can we have? And I'm like, mm. well, we've, we've got these that I'm, I'm just making. So um, we ended up doing some Halloween pumpkins for uh, some vases, but everything's done in, in the same purple glaze. So we've got this theme running all the way through it. And then she approached us about creating a piece and it was, I think it was called Emotions in Time. And what she wanted was a story piece that she could have a number of people sort of sit around and actually communicate her story. And it was all about emotions and colours and textures. And it was the, the story um, of her and Seth, how they obviously discovered the, the diagnosis and how time almost stood still for a while, but then was running at a completely different time to, to reality, really. So we, we agreed that we were going to create a, a large bowl because that way we could place it into the centre of the table and people could look down into it. And each of the segments was a different colour. So we were going through all of those different steps of the diagnosis, the denial, then the, the anger and screaming and all of these different things that she was, she was giving us that she wanted to get into this piece. Um, and it was how we could represent those in, in colour, but also texture. So things with pottery is you can get loads of texture into it. And when we were talking about sort of being angry, if you were to touch the piece or the segment that said angry, it, it's sharp, it's unpleasant. And it's not just the colour and the words, it's, it feels... Uh, to some extent, what maybe somebody would be feeling. And then it's, we, we go right the way through the journey. But around the outside of that was the real time. So we got sort of Leslie's time and then the real time of how this actually fitted into it and the, how the, the different stories, the time was distorted. That's such an issue. I've seen the piece and it is just, it, it gets people talking and it does, it's really does a really good job of visualizing what's, what Leslie's story is about, or Leslie and Seth's story is about. Yes. What was it like making that? I mean, I guess you never imagined that was going to be one of the things you'd end up doing. No, it was very, very interesting. We, we had a, a phone call. In fact, I think Leslie came round and she's always like, oh, I've got an idea. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, we, we spoke about it a little bit and then we popped around to a, a house. Um, it was quite a while ago and sat down with a cup of tea. And then she told us the story. So I was making little notes and we were, we were trying to work out how we could actually produce this piece. And between us, we came up with the, the different words, how it symbolised um, that moment in time. 
And so as she's maybe talking about it and discussing it in a group, we can actually focus on this segment of time, the colour that it is, the words and the, the textures. Um, and she was really good at communicating that across. She's really, really good at her getting her story across. And I think that's that's what's so appealing about her is she draws you into it and you can understand completely what uh, what she's saying. So yeah, it was it was a really interesting piece to work on. Yeah, and it, like I think it definitely has done done the job as such mm. of what it was meant to do. So obviously, this year has been a strange year for for so many people for all sorts of reasons, but mainly for the whole uh, the whole pandemic thing. <laughs> you know that. Um, <laughs> how how has it been for for you uh, with what you do um, for for Leslie as such? Has that has there been an impact or? So in general, we normally have sort of multiple revenue streams. So we, we uh, attend markets, we uh, go to galleries, we sell to, to shops. Um, I even do lessons here. So we've got multiple streams that if something's not quite working, we can adjust the others. And, but all of a sudden, March came and everything stopped. And as a small business, you think, Right. Okay. What are we going to do? <laughs> how how is this going to work? So, the only thing that we got left was online, um, selling through our websites and uh, through through Facebook. Um, and we'd always done lots and lots of live videos, engaging with loads of people. And people love to sit and watch people making things. So we started to do that again. Um, and we got loads of really good suppliers. So Pop Clay give us all of our clay and Milton Bridge give us all the, the glazes and quick phone call to them. What have you got left? Because everything stops. They weren't producing anything. So we were scrambling around trying to find bits. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden sort of April came and we started to adjust to what do people want? People want to spend more time at home. Obviously, they don't have a choice in that, but spend more time in the garden looking at the birds and, and that's how I'm thinking, OK, well, we'll start to make some bird feeders. So they suddenly started to become really, really popular. And we made a load for Leslie as well. Um, a couple of different varieties of the purple ones that, um, that she was selling. And come April time, we started to notice that we were actually doing as well as we were last year. And then as soon as we got to May, we were doing probably double where we were in May last year. And where we are now, we're probably, we probably tripled business over the, the past sort of six months, which understanding sort of everything that's going on is just, is crazy. And somehow that's happened <laughs> we're, we're just so so busy looking ahead then to next year which is what we tend to do at this time of year mm -hmm. no matter what the year has been like what yeah. do you, what would you like to see happen next year maybe how the purple rainbow range is that the right word yeah grow. let's go for that yeah, let's go for range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely so um I'm sure we'll have lots of new ideas to to work through with uh, with Leslie. I know she's already got some ideas about purple and orange and different things, which is uh, which is pretty exciting. So what we'll do is we'll start to to put our heads together that she'll say maybe we want something for for Easter, and we'll go. These are the things that we can come up with. I not too sure what they'll be just yet because Christmas is, is still <laughs> Christmas uh, crazy at the minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just on a, another note, we actually have orders already for Christmas next year. 
we had oh, our first you... orders in August this year for uh, Christmas in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> My word. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm organised. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, we'll definitely be doing some stuff with uh, with Leslie and we'll sit down with her very, very soon. Thank you to Ian and of course Claire, who we spoke to earlier, for talking to me today on this month's podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to their stories and what they're up to. And maybe it's inspired you to get quilting or maybe get buying some of the uh, Black Star Ceramics Purple Rainbow range, as we've now branded it to the Purple Rainbow range. You can find more details about the, uh, the pottery that is for sale to raise money for Purple Rainbow on the Purple Rainbow website, purplerainbow.co.uk. All that's left for me to say is to say thank you. Thank you to you for listening to the podcasts and for supporting the podcasts as well. 2020 has been a year and I think none of us will forget it very quickly. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, and I know I speak on behalf of me and Leslie when I say this, but thank you. We will be back next year, 2021. We have plans for Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts. Stay safe and we will be back in 2021. <laughs>